Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fangirl Report. I am your host, Katherine Mora. As always, if you have not watched WandaVision, if you are not caught up, please hit pause, go and watch the episodes, catch up, because there will be spoilers in this podcast episode. All right, so as of this moment, hashtag SaveQuicksilver has over 16,300 tweets. If you're on Tumblr, then you've seen it as well. The Evan Peters fans, the Peter Maximoff fans, they're going nuts with the theories and with the evidence and everything. It's honestly insane. And to be fair, I'm in the same boat. I, if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I was convinced that he was playing Peter Maximoff from the X-Men movies. There, I was just convinced. I didn't see any other option, you know, possible for that character. So when you know, Marvel did that Ralph Boner joke, I was very disappointed. So I want to go back and present to you all the evidence that I and other people on the internet have found that support the idea that Evan Peters was playing Peter Maximoff all along, little Agatha joke there, and to kind of indicate why he should come back in the MCU if Marvel isn't planning to do that yet. And as, you know, we go through this evidence, I just want you to keep an open mind because I've seen a lot of people on the internet who have kind of been rude to people who who were hoping it would be Peter Maximoff for some reason. I know that there were a lot of theories for WandaVision. There was a lot of different theories, you know, Mephisto, Nightmare, Agatha. But for whatever reason, it's only the... Quicksilver fans who are getting a lot of flack for for their theories and I feel like this was the theory that had the most evidence based in the show so you know I just want you to keep an open mind just hear what I have to say and you can go from there so to start off just the fact that it was Evan Peters alone should you know should have been enough of a red flag for people to think ah yes the X-Men Quicksilver and the thing is that in an interview I can't recall if it was the writer or the director, I believe it was the writer, that said, you know, we didn't have a plan B. You know, they literally said, if we could not get Evan Peters, there was no backup plan. There was no plan B for what we were going to do for that storyline. We didn't know. So the fact that they, you know, held out so long to come up with, well, they didn't even come up with a plan. It was either going to be Evan Peters or nothing at all. You don't, as a director, as a writer, showrunner, studio, you don't, you know, put yourself in that position. You don't risk your TV show falling apart for the sake of one actor or one character. You just don't do it. It's completely unprofessional. Unless you have a bigger plan for that character or that actor. The exact quote from from the article is that, Oftentimes when you are told, no, you can't have that toy, you find a different toy that suits your show better. But in this case, there wasn't a plan B. There were just very, very intense hopes and dreams, and they were met. I'm sorry, I have a hard time believing that intense hopes and dreams were just going to lead up to a dick joke. That just doesn't make sense. Furthermore, Elizabeth Olsen, this is a direct quote from her, said, When we heard Evan was going to be on the show, my mind was blown. How on earth does the lead actress of the show not know that this this actor, this character, is not going to be the crossover version 
you know, a multi-first version of Quicksilver. Either there was no communication coming from Marvel, from the writer's room, to the actors as to what was actually going on, or there was this this environment, this this indication to the actors that, no, yes, this is actually what we're doing. If Elizabeth Olsen thought that they were doing the multiverse, it's not far-fetched for the fans to also assume that Evan Peters was there to help introduce the multiverse in the MCU. Because why would Marvel go through all of this secrecy and deception, both to the fans and to their actors, just for, again, just for a dick joke? Even if they were just going to bait X-Men fans for ratings, I honestly don't think Kevin Feige would find that to be a good idea, especially after what happened with the Mandarin and Iron Man 3. They faced so much backlash because of that, so much so that they not only released a one-shot to kind of retcon that idea, they are now reintroducing the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, in the Shang-Chi movie. And the thing is, we still don't know for a fact that Evan Peters was not actually playing Peter Maximoff. I know there was the whole Ralph Boner reveal. However, you have to remember, in episode four, it is established that everybody in Westview was given a fake name by Wanda. This fact is reestablished in episode nine when Wanda calls Dottie Dottie and she says, no, actually, my name is Sarah. Considering the hex was still up when Monica takes the necklace off of, you know, Evan Peters' character and refers to him as Ralph, it's not his name, though. It can't be his name because if the hex is up, that means he still is operating under a false name. Also, the hex has an illusion spell, so the headshot doesn't necessarily have to be a headshot. It could have been something else that Wanda's magic changed to look like something else. I mean, Agatha even says in episode 8, everything down to the crown molding has been altered by Wanda's magic. Therefore, I don't think that headshot was real. Now, if Marvel wants to say, no, that actually is, Ralph Boner is his name, that is a headshot, he is a struggling actor living in Westview, then that's just sloppy writing on their part because it's showing that they're not being consistent with the rules they themselves have established earlier on in the show. This is a quote directly from the writer. Um, the idea is that Agatha came to town and took over the neighbor's house in order to sort of be undercover, and there happened to be a young man named Ralph Boner who was already living in Westview. Keep in mind, Agatha doesn't arrive to Westview until after the hex has already been cast. Therefore, if somebody's living in that house, that is not their actual name, and everything in their house is not actually what it's supposed to be. It's an illusion spell, and he was given a fake name by Wanda because of the hex. However, considering the idea of Marvel sticking to the rules that they have established, there was a quote from the director of WandaVision that has me feeling a little wary about the show and future shows that Marvel will do overall. Basically, the director revealed that two theories were headed in the right direction, but the show was edited at the last minute because Marvel was monitoring social media reactions. So Marvel was going on Twitter, TikTok, you know, all the social media, seeing what the fans were saying, and then editing the show based off of that. So for example, the aerospace engineer, everybody thought was going to be Reed Richards, correct? When Marvel saw that everybody wanted it to be Reed Richards, and it turns out it wasn't actually going to be, they cut the scene out with the engineer. 
which, you know, shows that they don't have confidence in the story that they were telling. Like, let's be honest, everybody assumed it was Reed Richards based off of two pieces of evidence, the fact that it was an engineer and that it was a man, as referred to by Monica. Not a lot of evidence, so if it wasn't Reed Richards, I don't think a lot of people would have been let down. It would have been cool, obviously, if it was, but it wasn't like there was a whole episode and storyline leading to this Reed Richards reveal, you know? On the other hand, casting Evan Peters, having him, you know, play the character with the same characteristics that he used in the X-Men movies playing Peter Maximoff, Having him, you know, fill in as this Pietro, you know, fake Pietro role for Wanda. Doing the Nexus uh, commercial in, in the episode, which is, if you don't know, the Nexus is supposed to be like this path to the multiverse, essentially. Doing all of these things, all of this evidence, and there's more. Basically, you know, of course fans are going to think that, oh, yes, he is Peter Maximoff from the X-Men movies. We have all of this evidence to indicate that he is. So the fact that they didn't go through with it, if they were ever going to go through with it, is disappointing. And when you tie in the idea that they dragged out the reveal until, you know, the very last episode, halfway through the episode, is when they finally revealed, no, he's not Peter Maximoff, it really does feel like they were just baiting the fans. If they were baiting X-Men fans for views, or, you know, they just wanted to do like a surprising twist at the end, it just didn't feel right. Now, there's a theory that I want to address uh, tying into, you know, Ralph Boner potentially being Peter Maximoff, and that's the missing person, witness protection person that Jimmy Woo mentions in episode four. So fans, you know, immediately started theorizing that, oh, maybe Ralph Boner is actually, you know, Peter Maximoff in witness protection. This theory does have some merit to it, you know, if you consider the fact that he is supposed to be a struggling actor, but he's living in this huge house. You know, how can he possibly afford that unless, you know, he has witness protection paying for it? Then there's the documents, you know, the headshot and everything. If that is under an illusion spell, it could have easily been, you know, documentation showing his fake identity that, you know, witness protection might have given him. I've seen people saying like, oh, but, you know, Jimmy looks at him for a moment on the screen and doesn't point him out, doesn't say, oh, that's my witness protection guy, doesn't seem to recognize him. You have to remember, if this guy is supposed to be in witness protection, Jimmy legally can't just out his identity. That defeats the purpose of being in witness protection. So he still technically could be, you know, Jimmy's guy. It's far more feasible than, you know, him just being this rando because... Like I've been saying, based on all the evidence, it just doesn't make sense. And remember, when Monica removes the necklace, all she did was break Evan Peters' character free from Agatha's spell. He was still under the influence of the Hex. So we really don't know who Ralph Boner is. And if he wasn't meant to be Peter Maximoff, it's still a super easy way for Marvel to kind of retcon this and say, no, actually, it is Peter Maximoff. It, like, the fact that that was left open-ended and so vague makes me think that hopefully that's what Marvel's going for. But knowing this whole thing about them changing everything while the show was going on makes me really, really cautious to have that much hope and really trust them to know what they're doing. 
Marvel is used to releasing movies and just let it, letting them go. Because once the movie's out, you can't do anything to change it. Not really. However, now they have the power to continuously edit stuff as it's being released. They can see what fans are saying online and they can edit it basically however they want based off of that information. It's a very different situation than just putting a movie out there to the world and whatever happens, happens. So I'm, I am a little worried that Marvel will start overthinking their storylines and, you know, obsessing over, over audience reception. In the long run, it's only going to hurt them more than it's going to help them, especially looking at how WandaVision, the WandaVision finale was received. There's a lot of stuff about the finale that I really enjoyed, but if you look, you know, what's going on on Twitter and, you know, the articles, everybody's mostly focusing on the Evan Peters disappointment. If they had just gone through with it and said, yes, he is Peter Maximoff, he is Quicksilver, you know, right then and there, then it would have just been a bullet point on a list of, you know, great moments from the WandaVision finale. But instead, they wanted to, you know, subvert expectations for whatever reason, and now they're stuck with this mess that they have to clean up. And that's, you know, that's disappointing. And, you know, whether or not they did want to go forward with this concept of Ralph Boner is Peter Maximoff, but we're not going to reveal that until the Doctor Strange movie, honestly, it's they should have realized Marvel fans have gone a whole year without any content. We are desperate for it. And we're living in a day and age where instant gratification is key. We honestly, as a species, can't wait for things anymore. It's not necessarily a good thing, but that's just the way that we work now. And I think studios and, you know, movies and TV shows need to take that into account now if they don't want to face backlash like WandaVision is facing now. It would have been as simple as an after credit scene. They didn't even have to outright say that he is Quicksilver or Peter Maximoff, but indicate that there is more to this character than just a dick joke. If they just had, it could have even been, you know, Jimmy showing up and showing, yes, this is my, my missing persons guy and just hinting that there's more to him. That would have been enough, you know, because then people start theorizing, oh, he's Quicksilver and they realize that he's going to be in future projects and there wouldn't be all this anger and frustration towards Marvel. Would have been as simple as that, but for whatever reason, they chose not to do it. I've been seeing, you know, things on social media that indicate that even Evan Peters didn't know what was going to end up happening. So it really feels like it was just a bait and switch, which if it's the case, that's really scummy on Marvel's part. But who knows? The fandom has saved characters before. It was the fandom's love for Loki that kept him alive after Thor the Dark World and has given him a series after his death in Infinity War. It was the fandom's love for Coulson that ended up reviving him and giving him a show that lasted for seven seasons. So who knows? It's fully possible that this hashtag, you know, save Quicksilver and, you know, everybody's just overall love for the character will end up saving him and bringing him back into the MCU if that's not Marvel's plan already. So that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this impromptu episode. I believe this is officially the longest episode that I have done so far for the podcast. Um, I think you can tell I'm very passionate about this. I really love 
Evan Peters, Quicksilver. I think he was one of the best parts of the X-Men movies. And just watching him in WandaVision, he and Elizabeth Olsen have great chemistry on screen. And I think it would be really great to, you know, further explore that relationship, you know, them being multiverse twins. Marvel is all about the found family trope and that right there just, you know, it's basically on a silver, silver platter for them. They just need to take advantage of the situation and just go for it. So, you know, go on Twitter, use hashtag SaveQuicksilver, join the movement, let's get this guy back in the MCU because he will only add incredible things to the movies and TV shows. Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye guys.